Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Do you find that you're family and friends are embarrassed to be seen in your car right now? No one's been in my car. Uh, because, since the accident? Because I'm too embarrassed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's been over a month since I got rear-ended. The back tailgate of my car is all banged up and warped and out of shape. And it's caved in. It's caved in pretty good. And uh, it was supposed to go in yesterday to get fixed. And 12 hours before... They're like, ooh, let's push this a week. Yeah, we got to reschedule. We got some things that came up. Ooh, so so I'm still driving around in this thing. And it is embarrassing. I do feel a great sense of embarrassment driving around in a dinged up car. This is the equivalent of, would you rather drive around in a bashed up car or have to put a cone on your dog's head? Oh, God, the car. The dog is too embarrassing. (laughs) Because then everyone thinks like, ooh, what did he do to that dog? Yeah, ooh, he's a negligent pet owner. That's what I assume. Yeah. Uh, ever since I've been driving, the worst part about having the dinged up car is they put a little sticker on it to let you know that it's been reported to the police. Yeah. And uh, ever since then, now I, I notice those stickers a lot more on other people's cars than I ever did before. But I feel judged. I feel like everyone looks at me and they just, uh, a lot you know, of pity. You know what we should do is we should... God, is this a million dollar idea that we're about to hatch right here? Is we should sell stickers that like it's an arrow and it points to the damage on the car and it just says, this was not my fault. <laughs> so people know that you're not the at fault driver. I'm the victim. Typically though, a rear ender though, where you, the back of your car is all bashed in. That's not going to be your fault. No. Unless you were reversing down a freeway Which and you back. No. No. So, no. so I've been stuck for a month driving up in this dinged up car. Yeah. Turns out insurance is a slow process. Who yeah. knew? And it uh, typically doesn't work in your favor, as it turns out. No. Uh, no. So I got to wait till next week. Hopefully, knock on wood, till they start fixing this thing. I'm still horrified because it's gonna. they're going to have it for several days. And so I'm going to have to drive a rental. I don't know what the rental is. Mm. And I'm really worried it's going to be an embarrassing car. Here's the thing with insurance, you should be, you should get a car that's at least equipped the same as your car or better. It's like my rule when I, you talk about staying in a hotel or something, the cable package that they offer you in the hotel room needs to be as good as the cable package you have at home. That's true. It shouldn't be that crappy stripped down version of cable TV where you only get the basics. Oh my God. Yeah. I hope that's the case. I hope because I just have this lingering fear that they're going to roll up in an old crappy minivan. Yeah. They're going to be like, this is your ride for the next week. Here you go, sport. And all my street cred's going to fly out the window. Yeah. Cause you got so much of that. Oh, I'm dripping in street cred. Can I talk now. about my shame and humiliation? Sure. I may have told you about this already. I'm wearing khaki shorts right now. Mm-hmm. I wore these shorts or actually I wore shorts very similar to, they're actually lighter in color. 
And I went out to a pub last night to meet up with some friends. I was with my beautiful, beautiful bride and two other couples. We met up with them. And at one point I had to go to the bathroom. And when I was in there, the uh, I washed my hands and there's like foamy soap and water at the bottom of the sink. And then I lifted my hands up just to the left. And it was one of those high pressure hand dryers. And it blew all of the water <laughs> in the bottom of the sink and the soap foam onto the front of my khakis. It looked like I pissed myself. Oh boy. And then I had to walk all the way from the bathrooms through the entire bar out to the patio at the front of the building. That's tough. It was rough. And who designs these bathrooms? They put no thought. No. No thought. A non-hand washer designs those, that's for sure. Yeah, or somebody who never wears khaki shorts. Yeah, I mean, why do we even go out in public? All we do is humiliate ourselves. Yeah. It's, like how many people saw me walk by and I'm like, oh, that poor guy's lost control. Oh, he doesn't know how to pee. Oh, he oh, peed all over his pants. Like I can't handle himself. Oh my God. And even when I got back to the table, it's like I sat down in a huge hurry to the point that I kicked my chair and it kind of went sideways. Oh no. And it's like one of those plastic patio chairs. You're drawing in more attention oh. to yourself. <laughs> my wife's like, what are you doing? Like, I what? didn't pee. I didn't pee on myself. <laughs> Why are you sitting down so aggressively? <sighs> Anyways, some pants, some khaki shorts where water just beads off of them. That would be a selling feature for me. Yeah, it should just be a spray that comes standard with all pants and shorts that you can spray in the groin area. Yeah. So they never get sopping wet in a bathroom so you never have this problem yeah god we're just it's one million dollar idea after another you're listening to the garner andrews show with bryce kelly podcast it's like radio but on the internet wow you know where they wouldn't judge if i had water droplets all over the front of my pants there's very few places that wouldn't judge well the one place they won't Lube City. Oh, yep. that's true. They got 27 Alberta locations. You need an oil change in your car? Go visit Lube City. And if you're like, mm, but I don't know where they are, there's probably one right next to where you're standing right now. Like I said, 27 Alberta locations. Find the one near you at lubecity.ca. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. You know what I collect, Bryce? Shame and humiliation. <laughs> yeah, I got a rookie card in shame and humiliation. Mint condition. Autographed. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. Uh, I also want to talk about that Magic the Gathering card, because that's what I'm into now, Bryce. I'm into Magic the Gathering. Oh, perfect. Not really, but somebody sent me the story. Al Ford, our program director, sent me the story. There's a $2 million card now. Two million dollar card. Someone texted and said it was found in Ontario. Yeah. Uh, it says Magic the Gathering did a collab. God, I love the collabs. With Lord of the Rings, they made one card. It's called the One Ring. Someone put a one million dollar bounty on it before it was even released. After the card was found, its value went up to two million. It was found in Ontario. Some Great. people shouldn't have the money they have. No. I'm sorry. If you're spending two million dollars on a playing card, you shouldn't have $2 million. It's not even a playing card, right? It's like a sports-type card. I don't even know how to play Magic the Gathering. Is it a game? It's a... I don't, I don't, I don't even know. It's a card game. Huh. But I don't know how it works. And if you're spending $2 million on a single one, 
Give me the $2 million. I'll enjoy it more. Okay. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Hey, Garner. Um, I heard you uh, talking about the uh, one-of-one uh, one ring for Magic. Yeah, Magic. Do the cool kids just call it Magic? Yeah. But it's Magic well, I, the Gathering. I don't know about that, but the people who play it do. Yeah, and it is uh, a game, right? I thought it was just collectible cards. No, it's yeah, it's definitely a game that you play. Um, so, there, like, there's some value in that. Um, uh, so there was there was something wrong with uh, the info you were reading. Uh, it, it's not two million; it's two year two million euros that the uh, card sold for. So, <laughs> I can't quite do the conversion. But what is that in Canadian dollars? I I don't know either. I think it's something like three. Um, three. If you if you if you want to hear something really wacky, though, uh, the most expensive trading card in the world, a baseball card, is twelve million. Wow. Which one is that? Uh, it's some rookie card. I think there's like four in the world. Uh, it's from the 60s. What is the most valuable collectible you own? Um, I have um, uh, actually probably some magic cards. Um, I've got some stuff that's worth like two to $300. Okay. Were you hoping to get the one ring card? Definitely not. Um, so it's all, it's all like lotto gambling, right? Um, so the the price, because everyone knew how expensive it was and how rare it was, the, everyone was just buying it and buying the packs that it could come in and push the price way up. Yeah. Okay, Mike, thank you. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, we can get back to, maybe after 8 o'clock, we can get back to talking about when DNA DNA results go terribly wrong. Uh, Some of your stories coming in are fantastically jarring. We'll read a few more of those on the radio. But, uh, yeah, collectibles, too. Like, what are you collecting? This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. What do you collect? What do you hold in? Hearts and minds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Somebody said, I have a Canadian $2 bill signed by Gord Downey. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. How did you get that? Canadian $2 bill. Like, that's one of those things you forget there used to be paper $2 bills. Yeah. Like, if you saw one now, if somebody handed you one now, you'd go, nice try. Counterfeit news. Yeah. Uh, should we grab a phone call here? Yeah, why not? See who's out there. Hi. Hey, man. I'm just calling. Uh, I just heard you're, uh, you're uh, looking to chat with people about some collectibles. I got a pretty cool one. Yeah, what do you have? I have an original Polaroid of Johnny Cash from 1969. Like somebody took his picture on a Polaroid camera, shook that picture a couple of times, like that song from Outcast tells you to do. <laughs> yeah, you bet my grandma actually uh, saw oh. him uh, in Detroit in 1969. And I also have the uh, I also have the hat that she purchased at the concert, um, and I still wear to this day. What kind of uh, hat? Like a ball cap? Yeah, it's a cheese grater. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's a trucker cheese grater hat. It's unbelievable. Uh, it says the Johnny Cash show on it. Oh. And anyway, the, the Polaroid itself is him in the... She was in the front row, and it's literally... She's, like, standing at his feet, looking up at him. It's it's amazing, yeah. She gave that's, it to me when I moved out west. That's awesome. The, yeah, anyway, I have no idea what it's worth, but... But it's crazy. I didn't think they would be doing, like, trucker caps in 1969. That's awesome. The uh, the Polaroid picture even has the song he was singing written on it. 
What song? He was singing Ballad of a Teenaged Queen. I wish it was like Folsom Prison Blues or something like that, but no, it's uh, anyway, yeah. You're listening to the Gardner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Somebody just texted and said, my husband has so much Star Wars Lego, early to current. He saves all the boxes for resale in our crawl space. He always refers to his collection as the retirement fund. Some of the earlier sets and minifigures go for thousands of dollars now. Wow. And uh, congratulations. Thumbs up. Much respect for saving the boxes. I saved the boxes for everything. Everything. You never know when you're going to need your TV box, right? Uh, Stu, who listens every day up in Yellowknife. Always good to hear from you, Stu. He says, I met Wayne Gretzky in 1985 after a game we played, a game against Morinville. The 85 Oilers were practicing after our game in Northlands Coliseum. We talked for two to three minutes. Felt like an eternity. I was 12 and starstruck. Then he signed my Titan TPM 2020 hockey stick. He wrote on the blade, in friendship, Wayne Gretzky, number 99, 1985. I will never sell it. I have asked some sports profession or some professionals. They think it's worth about $8,000. This will stay in the family. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I used to have a hockey card collection once upon a time. Oh, really? I don't think there was anything good in it. Does your mom still have it or do you have it? I definitely don't have it. I don't know where it is. It's probably in a landfill somewhere. Really? There was nothing juicy in it. Oh. No, I, I didn't have any. Like I keep seeing people. Everyone has a Gretzky rookie card. Doesn't that? That's funny because anytime we talk about this, people come, I got a Gretzky rookie card. There can't be that many. No. I remember vividly having like a rookie card of like Brett Hall or someone like that. And I was like, oh my God. And then I looked closer and it was a McDonald's card. Oh. It's like, oh, (laughs) never mind. Which is fine, but. It's not the one worth two mil. No. Tell you that much. Uh, Gina says, I collect linen tea towels from around the world. Linen only. How do you get into that? And then she texted back again to reiterate, only the linen ones. Only linen. Yeah. So, well, that's, it's cool because if you think about it, like if you're traveling the world and you want to bring something back, a tea towel is fantastic. You just fold that thing up, goes right in the suitcase. Nobody knows. Actually, I do have a bit of a weird collection growing of, whenever we go somewhere now, I get like the cheesy fridge magnet. Oh yeah. Do you display them though? I have a few. Yeah. On display. Because I feel like at some point in your life, you age out of the fridge magnets, the random fridge magnets. Yeah. Eventually, they'll move from like a kitchen fridge to a, a garage the, fridge. Yeah. yeah. A basement fridge. Yeah. Uh, back to the linen tea towels for a second, though. Like that linen of any sort, it's a lot of work. You have to iron it. It gets wrinkly. So, Gina, do you iron your tea towels? I want to know. Like, do you iron a tea towel before you use it? Before it goes back into rotation? Do you use it or do you just display them? Like, uh, your grandma displays those tiny spoons. Yeah, yeah. How do you display your linen tea towels? Do you have one of those quilt racks in your living room that just has a bunch of towels on it? And when people come over, they think you're doing laundry? Just have a clothesline in the middle of your house? I never thought so much about tea towels before until this very moment. I never considered it to be a collectible, but here we are. Uh, Melissa says, I collect pop-up books. They're not like the ones that you would give a child. They are elaborate with amazing detail. 
While they're not really expensive in general, the one I would love to have is by an artist in the United States. It goes for thousands of dollars for a pop-up book. Listen to this one. I collect vintage garden tractors and lawn care equipment. My oldest mowers are over 50 years old and still working. Where do you see that? That one just came in. A collection of old lawn mowers? I mean, sure, whatever and floats your boat. vintage garden tractors? <laughs> Where do you keep all this stuff? Huh. Wow. This, You know what? I can relate to this one. It says, I don't skateboard anymore, but I want to start buying all the decks for the skaters that I loved growing up oh. and hang all those boards. Because as, as art... When you think about it, like when you're a kid, you got no money. You're broke all the time. Your pockets are always hanging out of your pants. You're that you're wearing a barrel because you can't afford clothing. Like you're poor when you're a kid. And the same thing happened to me when I became an adult and I started to have a few dollars. It's like you buy the things you could never have as a kid. Like cool stereo equipment and guitars. Skateboard decks. That's actually kind of a cool idea. It is. Well, and like this person say, you can hang those on the wall and they look really good. Yeah, some of them have cool artwork on them. Yeah. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Man, I wish I had done a better job of looking after the concert t-shirts that I had collected over the years. It's like you'd wear them out and then they just sort of hit the, the rag bag. Use them to... You know, polish the car, whatever. I was in a vintage clothing story uh, store. I don't know a month or so ago in Vancouver, and just sort of thumbing through the racks of the vintage concert T-shirts. Ooh, some of them were crazy expensive, like an original Lollapalooza shirt, like from the first year when Lollapalooza traveled around from town to town. Like twelve or thirteen hundred dollars for one of those shirts. Nuts. Not that I had one, but I did have some cool shirts from back in the day. Somebody says, I collect Hot Wheels. I have about 500 of them. Some are worth up to $200. That's a great collection, too, because they don't take up a ton of space. And they're easy to look for. Like, you go to a thrift store, you go to a garage. It doesn't mean you're going to find valuable ones, but you'll probably be able to walk away with something for a dollar that you didn't have in your collection already. Uh, how about you, Tom? Hey, hey. Uh, yeah, so I got a little cool collectible kind of thingy. Okay. Um, so, as a kid, I loved collecting Spawn comics uh, from Todd McFarlane just because I thought the artwork was really cool. And then, um, um, for Christmas, it's all I asked my dad was for the number one. And uh, Christmas comes around and I see a little... Um, uh, Cousin wrapped as a comic book, and I'm like, oh, I go to open it up, and it was actually Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so he kind of got it wrong, and then uh, 20-odd years later, like, I never got it because I wasn't able to afford it, uh, 20 years later, I'm with my wife, and uh, lo and behold, I go to open up a present that she got me in, it was Spawn number one, that was actually signed by Todd McFarlane, and it's, uh, it's like, I don't know, worth like four or five hundred bucks. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat. When you get a Spawn comic that's autographed by Todd McFarlane, do you read that? I know it's 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 in a case. It yeah. is in a case. It can't be opened. It can't be opened. <laughs> what what about the Buffy the Vampire Slayer comic? Do you still have that? Oh, of course I do. That's, <laughs> it's actually probably worth more now than my Spawn comic. Is it? <laughs> 
I think so, yeah, because it was like a limited edition for like uh, only 4,000 copies were made, I guess. But uh, I just kept it because it was just more funny, I think, than anything. Wow, maybe your dad got it right. Maybe he did, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tom, thank you. I appreciate the phone call. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. What are you collecting? doesn't have to be valuable. Had somebody who text. I can't find the text now, but... Uh, they started collecting decks of playing cards because, again, it's one of those things that's really easy to travel with. You go somebody, somewhere, you're standing in the airport, you, boom, you just buy a deck of San Diego playing cards. There, your collection is started for about $5. I think they said they're up to about 50 decks now. This person says, my son and I have an extensive G.I. Joe collection. With an aircraft carrier, jets, helicopters, tanks, numerous vehicles, headquarters, and tons of action figures. Now, of course, I got exceptionally nerdy and I wrote back and I said, 12-inch figures or minifigures? And they're like, uh, we have a few 12-inch figures, but mostly minifigures. I was, like, I'm from an era where it was the 12-inch figures, the big ones. I played with that stuff all the time. God, I loved me my G.I. Joes. On the topic, we were saying how whenever we talk about collectibles and what you're collecting, it's like every second person says, I have a a Gretzky rookie card. And I'm like, how many of those can there be? Because it's like everybody claims to have one. And then Glenn said, there are tens of thousands of Gretzky rookies. Condition is huge on those because it looks like they were cut with a table saw mostly. And don't knock the McDonald's cards either. They sell. I don't know that we were... Well, maybe we were knocking them. Uh, how about you? you? You packing a Gretzky rookie? Is it in good shape? What's it worth? It's the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. It's the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly, a man who watches so much HGTV. Can I ask you the question? Recliners, how do you feel? <sighs> I'm not a big fan. I'm not, so big fan the, I'm not a big fan of the, of the aesthetic. Functionality wise I love having my feet up They just make good sense But why is it that everybody scoffs at a recliner Like the best thing to Well there are two best things to happen to movie theaters In the last decade are Selecting your own seat Uh ahead of time And then putting recliners in there Where your feet can swing up It's the best You you look forward to that But yet for some reason, it's like, oh, I don't have a recliner in my home. I only have really stylish, sleek, super uncomfortable furniture. Like, that's my living room right now. Everything's super uncomfortable. And I want to get rid of it, and I just want to put a couple of recliners in there. And I want to hold hands with my best girl when we watch TV. Just like Joey and Chandler on Friends. Hey, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. They had recliners. Huh. You get one of those ones, too, that has, like, the kind of the cooler in the armrest. Oh my god, you never have to get out of the chair. Remember George Costanza in Seinfeld? Yes. Had that fridge built into it so he never had to leave? Uh, somebody said my parents had a love seat that rocked and they would sit on it and hold hands. Oh, that's beautiful. A rocking love seat? A rocking love seat. I like that. I'm kind of intrigued. Uh, Doug says couches with the reclining ends is the best. I sat on one of those recently. I don't know if I'd go as far as getting the reclining couch. 
Yeah, and have you seen some of those ones actually have like the console in a car type thing that folds over and has a drink holder in it? Oh yeah, man, those things are like the built like the space shuttle. Uh, but the problem is, is that if a car drives through your house and the front of your house is all open and exposed to the street, people are going to walk by and go, "Oh, he has recliners." Oh my god, that story about the car that drove into the house yesterday yeah. when they were showing it on the news—that's all I could focus on. I was like. Oh, is that house tastefully appointed? <laughs> I was looking at their decorations. Is it well decorated? And then I was just thinking, like, if a car drove through my house, is it car wreck ready? <laughs> to have a bunch of people come and gawk at my house. I listen, need to have a car wreck ready. Listen, everybody getting ready to go to work this morning. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make you paranoid or anything, but you might want to tidy up a bit. Yeah, do a little dusting. Why not? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.